great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles podcast, a podcast of top culture where everyone has a story. I'm your host, Elias, and you can find me on Twitter at the MCC Podcast. My guest this week, you've seen him on Shameless, NCIS, Tommy on MTV's Faking It, and Hector on CW's Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Eric Lopez. Eric, welcome to the cave. Hey, what's up, man? How much? How are you doing? Doing well. Yeah. Doing <laughs> what's, uh, what's going on with you right now? Uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, uh, shooting Crazy X, and then I'm actually uh, about to go do a, a couple of workshops uh, in Texas. I'm flying back to, to Dallas and speaking at a Texas Thespians Festival. Oh, nice, nice. So uh, I want the listeners to get to know you more. You're originally from Texas, right? Right, right, Dallas, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how was it growing up there? Uh, you know, it was, it was uh, the best of different worlds because – you know, it wasn't too, too Southern. Um, <laughs> you know, some people like, you know, comment on the fact that I don't really have a, a Texas accent. Um, and really no, none of my friends really had one either. So, um, yeah, we just had a really good mixture of, of different, you know, cultures there and everything. And it really, uh, I guess really prepared me for, for LA life where it's a big mixture of cultures. Yeah. What, uh, I actually have to go to Dallas, uh, in a few months for a, a training for work. Uh, what's a good spot to, to check out while I'm there? Oh, you definitely have to go check out Velvet Taco. Okay. All yeah, right. they have some awesome, uh, really interesting tacos. They have like hamburger tacos. Uh, they have chicken tiki masala tacos. It, it's really cool. It's a really fun place. Yeah. So uh, as a kid, uh, what were you into? Uh, technology really in basketball. Yeah. That was my, my two first loves technology and basketball. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just pretty much played basketball. Um, you know, since I was like, man, like since I was like five or six or something. And then I played that all the way into my, uh, junior year of high school. And then, um, and then, yeah, just doing tech stuff. I almost became a computer engineer. Okay. Um, actually <laughs> that's how much I love tech. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. Uh... For my day job, I am an application analyst, so I know all about it. There you go. So you understand the love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the love and hate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's days where, you know, you question yourself, why did I get into this? And there's other days, you know, because when it's, when it's the easy stuff, it's a piece of cake. Right. Yeah. So uh, you said basketball, so I assume you're a Mavericks uh, fan. Yes, I am a Mavericks fan. It's, it's both, uh, you know – uh, like happy, but also bittersweet. Like I'm happy about the new group of people we have now and the young, fresh talent. But you know, it's kind of sad to see uh, Dirk leaving now. So that's yeah. kind of a sad part. But you did witness a a championship. Yes, that was huge. Did that you, was. Uh, did you get a chance to go to that at all? Any of the games? I did. I had to. I had to, man. Uh, the first time we went to the finals, me and my dad actually camped out. Um, it was against the Heat whenever they – as soon as they beat the Suns, I believe, in the Western Conference Finals, we we went to the American Airlines Center and we camped out. Uh, we did not get tickets because it's like a lottery thing, so it didn't matter how early you got there. Okay. Uh, even though we were like sixth in line. But then 
the next uh, the next time we went back to the finals against uh, the Heat again, then I definitely made sure that I was at game five, I believe. Yeah. And I mean, and that was a huge upset beating LeBron. Dude, yeah, it was so it was it was really weird because it's like you wanted to see LeBron at his best, but uh, but yeah, he definitely was kind of like rattled and stuff, and I was just happy we won. But yeah. now looking back on it, I'm like, man, that would have been cool to like get a chance to see him like at his prime prime in Miami you know yeah what's your thoughts on him being on the Lakers now you know uh it's weird it's yeah. really weird I agree uh I agree. yeah I mean the people people here don't uh don't exactly like uh the Lakers uh that's LeBron being on the Lakers you know yeah um so yeah well, I just think completely. I'm from Massachusetts, so I'm a Celtics fan. So we hate the Lakers. Oh, really? <laughs> well, we used to I'm be not a, surprised. <laughs> well, it used to be a you know a big battle back in the '80s with uh, the Celtics and the Lakers with Bird and Magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, you know I'm I'm definitely split on that because I used to not be a fan of the Celtics, and then uh, Kyrie went to the Celtics, and I actually really like their coach. The uh, Brad, I believe, Brad yeah. Stevens. He's he's really good. Yeah. So I don't know. It's really mixture because I'm like I want to be pro LA, but at the same time I really like Kyrie and the coach. So I don't know. Yeah. So do you, do you live out in LA now? Yes, I am currently in in Los Angeles. Yeah. Do you? So I assume you check out the Lakers games or when Dallas is in town. Yeah, they actually. I I think they're coming into town. They just um, yeah, that should be coming up. Um, but yeah, I I am all about like going to the games in person because you know it's it's a whole different atmosphere with any sport really like yeah. even you go into the Dodgers game in person or going to uh, you know the Rams game or something like that it's a completely different sport yeah so have you become a have you like adjusted and become like a LA fan for certain sports um yeah I mean like with with it's tough because like you know as far as like baseball is concerned I I started shifting towards the Dodgers um I, I would always say, like, no, I'm still a Rangers fan. But the fact that they, you know, keep on, like, missing out on the World Series, I love the fact that it's making them even more of an underdog and they have more of an uphill battle to, like, prove people wrong. So I'm kind of, like, leaning more towards on them now because I'm like, man, that'd be really cool if they actually, like, get there. I want to be a part of that, you know, the rush once they finally do. Yeah. So. So uh, how did you uh... – Go from, you know, being in technology and sports to one day you're like, oh, I'm going to go into acting. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's kind of like a weird jump. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was playing basketball in for my school um, over in, if anyone's familiar with the Texas area, over in Plano, Carrollton area uh, for a high school called Hebron. And I actually injured my uh, my ankle. I tore a ligament wow. um, at the beginning of my junior year. So uh, during that time, I kind of didn't, have anything to focus my energy on like physically or really mentally and I was taking a acting class for school like I had to for drama like you have to take that credit and yeah the teacher just kind of like really he uh, really pushed to have more uh, more guys in the program and I was one of the guys that he was really like hey man you should join so you were playing basketball you said so what uh was that in the 90s I assume uh, I was playing, yeah, I was playing basketball, like late nineties, early 2000. Okay. Um, and then the, the switch happened, I think 2008, I believe. 
2008 was whenever I switched over to acting. So when you were doing the acting, like what were some of your favorite uh, movies and TV shows back then that you enjoyed watching? Funny enough, I, I didn't, I wasn't into uh, the Oscar contenders because my parents were immigrants. So all they knew was really like these big blockbuster films. So that's the only time we would go to the movies was to see like these huge like movies and we would do the red box or whatever rentals with like the, you know, B films, um, like the action films and stuff. Yeah. So I really, I, you know, my, my biggest movies that I would love watching was like jingle all the way and like, you know, meet the parents and like, you know, Zoolander, like stuff like that. Mrs. Doubtfire, like, you know, bigger films and not so much like, uh, the classic classics. Yeah. So, uh, after high school, where'd you go study acting or where'd you continue on? Well, I, uh, you know, I had a little bit of a, a back and forth with my parents, um, okay. as does any artist in their life whenever they're like, hey, I'm going to pursue this non-stable career, you know? And uh, I I told them that I was going to be an actor, and they knew that I w- was going to be a computer engineer, so they're like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, you know, they're, I don't think, like, you know, acting is not safe and it's not secure, and how are you going to feed your family so uh yeah it was it was definitely a back and forth but um i actually went to the university of texas at dallas for uh for arts and technology so i became like a graphic designer uh, and worked a lot with like video editing stuff and audio stuff nice and then from there you just after you graduated you were like i'm going to la well uh i actually after the first semester i did some online classes for six months and went to la for six months and uh, just to kind of test out the waters. And then after those six months, I went back to school, uh, did another couple semesters. And then I, uh, in a sense, kind of dropped out, you know, um, I, I talked to my advisor and I'm like, can I come back? Is there a time limit? They're like, no, you can always come back and finish. So I was like, Oh, okay. So, uh, so I left the school and focused on acting a hundred percent in 2012. So did you, you got an agent, I assume, and then you just went on to start um, auditioning for roles? Right. Yeah, I got an agent, a manager. Um, they, yeah, they were super uh, helpful. And uh, it's always, it's always um, especially early on in an artist's life, you have to have some people that believe in you. Uh, whether they're helping you book stuff or not, like, they, it's just, it's just always helpful to surround yourself with a community, which I did by moving to Los Angeles. And um, just, you know, having someone in your corner that kind of reminds you like, Hey, you are talented. You can make it, you know? Okay. So what was the first audition that you went for? Do you remember? Uh, you mean like first person in Los Angeles or just like the first ones I started, you know, uh, I guess focusing full time. I guess both. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the first one in Los Angeles was a soap opera. Uh, I can't remember which one it was. I want to say it was like days of our lives or something or in a general hospital. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, soap opera were kind of, uh, easier for no namers to get into. Uh, so that was one of my first ones there overall in LA. And, uh, and then whenever I first started committing full time to acting, it was a, uh, it was a Disney audition. Yeah. <laughs> it was a Disney audition. It was pretty fun. So how did you uh, land the role on uh, MTV's Faking It? That one was kind of a interesting story as far as like whenever I 
went into audition, I went in for a completely separate part. Like I went in for a, they called him a B-boy, I want to say. And it's this guy who uh, kind of, in, in the description, it said that he was like, like a like a dancer or something like that. And he was dressed with super baggy clothes. And, you know, so I had like earrings at the time. So I put my earrings in and I was like, you know, trying to be this like, you know, whatever person, like, you know, he couldn't care less about being cool. And then uh, the casting director was like, hey, that was great. Let's read for this jock character. And I was like, oh, okay. So it was like a complete 180 from like the, the guy that's the outsider that's only in there for one, you know, one quick scene to like this jock character that was going to keep coming back. So, uh, yeah, just did that audition and then they liked it. I came back one more time and next thing I know we were shooting the pilot and, and then we did that for three seasons. Now, did you, was it easy for you to transition to that role because you had the background playing sports? Right. Yeah. I was like, how come I didn't go in for this role originally? But, (laughs) uh, yeah, I guess headshots is, uh, plays a big role i remember uh when i got my headshots done my manager was so uh, concerned because they saw the pictures and they were like eric can you come in and i was like oh okay so then i came in person to see them and they're like oh thank goodness i thought you like gained like 30 pounds or something and i was like what <laughs> it's like yeah your headshots they don't they don't represent you know you and i was like oh okay uh so i had to get new headshots after faking it yeah <laughs> So uh, after that ended, it, um, what did you do after when that, when that show ended? I was very fortunate where that show um, kind of gave me some um, momentum to start booking some more guest stars and co-stars. And one of the co-stars that I had booked was on Crazy X, actually. Um, and that was supposed to be, I think, like a one or two episode uh, deal. And... Um, I booked it while I was still shooting, taking it. So it was it was pretty cool to to get to live those two different lives and be on different sets at the same time. And you play Hector on the show, correct? Right. Yeah. Yes. That's so, Hector. so tell us a little bit about the character of Hector. So Hector has had a huge arc over the few seasons. A lot of fans have been commenting on how you know he's gone from this uh, you know not clueless, but, you know, just definitely uh, more of a chill, laid-back surfer dude to more wise and more grown-up and adultish uh, young man. <laughs> so uh, he's definitely gone through some huge changes over the seasons. And now um, I assume he's been uh, an easy character to to play on TV? Um, you know, it's, it's always interesting because it's like I, I don't, always look at characters as far as like if they're easy or not i always look at uh the fun factor and the more fun the character is to play i guess that translates to quote unquote easy uh because you're just you're just having so much fun you forget that it's it's really work um and yeah with he's been super fun uh to to get a chance to play and especially to see where like the situations they put him in yeah do you have a favorite scene with him Oh yeah, the we actually did this recently, so I can talk about it. But yeah, we had a recent uh, episode where he gets uh, married, and um, it's uh, they implemented the fact that I used to play basketball. So he's like showing up to play basketball with his friend, who's a priest, and uh, you know he's dribbling the ball in, and then the the priest 
is like, hey, we're not actually playing basketball. And then he sh- shows a tux and um, they, him and his uh, girlfriend slash wife like surprise him with a wedding, like a whole ceremony. Okay. So everyone's there and he was the last piece that, you know, showed up. So it was really, really cool moment. And then we shot the whole ceremony in the church. And that was, that was a really fun moment. Now, um, you've also uh, done like screenwriting and you've, re- you've uh, also created your own uh, little movie also, right? Yeah, I've done, uh, done a lot of screenwriting uh, things. I think um, as things as in like, you know, I've, I've written pilots and a couple like features that, you know, I've had my hand in. Uh, most recently I, starred in an indie film and uh the the director has really like you know asked for a lot of my input because uh, i think he realized that uh, i i kind of like more knowledge as far as not just acting wise so he was always like hey what do you think about this or what do you think about that yeah. uh, so it's a really cool collaborative process that you don't typically get um from a director wow and uh what, what was the name of the movie it's called flavor of life it's uh We've we've kind of uh, end gotten to the end of the run of uh, the festival circuit, and uh, we're gonna finally on VOD in January. So yeah, that's the release date, Flavor of Life. So now for a few years you've been acting. Who like who are some of your influences in the acting world? Is there anybody that you admire that you try to like look up after? <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, when I first started out, I wanted to be like Denzel Washington. Uh, <laughs> just like i would just study him and i i credit uh my best friend uh adam at the time he he was like you want to get into acting and he's like have you ever seen denzel and training day and i was like no i've never seen that and he's like dude you gotta watch denzel so i we watched denzel and that was like the first time that i watched a film like not for enjoyment but like i actually was like studying like what the actor was doing and like how he was crafting the character and then i became kind of obsessed with like what did he bring to it? Like, what was the, what was the script like? Did he add stuff that he improvise? And I just found out so much about like that specific role that I just really respected Denzel after that. And was like, this is someone that I definitely want to be like, you know, as far as his career goes. Do you hope someday you play like a, like an action movie or an action series? Uh, do I hope that that'll happen one day? Yeah. Do yeah. You- I think, that would be really cool. Uh, I think it's, uh, I got a little taste of that on NCIS and uh, yeah, it was just, it was really fun. It's really cool to play really tense situations and uh, really challenge yourself in and really interesting ways physically. Cause uh, there's a lot of, I haven't done a chase scene, but I figured that chase scenes would be really cool. So how do you like, how do you try to improve your acting skills every day? You know, people always uh, ask, if I watch like TV shows or something like that, and I tell them I actually watch documentaries because I feel like that's one of the really like not easiest, but like one of the most um, interesting ways to, to study people Um, because instead of watching a TV show where it's an actor who's influenced by a real person, you're actually watching the source, you know? So I'll watch like a lot of documentaries and see interviews and, you know, you, you're going from documentaries about people that are super knowledgeable and like, you know, scientists and talking about something to like someone that maybe murdered someone and how they're speaking and how they, you know, react to certain things. And you're, it's a fascinating character study all around. Do you have a favorite documentary? 
you know, there's quite a few that like uh, really affected me a certain way, uh, I guess, like politically. But um, the one that like I probably enjoyed the most just from a suspense level was the OJ documentary, the the one from Hulu. That one was really cool. And then also the Trump one, um, you know, because politics aside, like these are just fascinating characters, you know, like it's just really, really cool to to see someone break down and present you with all these different scenarios that this person lived and was in, you know. I agree with that. So what's your ultimate goal someday? Like, what, do you have like a dream role that you want to play? Oh yeah. Um, Terry McGinnis uh, from Batman uh, beyond. Um, I want to, yeah, I think that's like a secret role that, you know, I kind of want to eventually get to be the first like Latino, uh, like superhero like that, you know, uh, that'd be pretty cool. And I feel like what better way to introduce that into play the continuation of Batman. Um, yeah. Do you enjoy those, uh, like the Marvel and the DC movies? I enjoyed the, I enjoyed Christopher Nolan's like Batman and, um, and Tim Burton's, but, um, yeah, I enjoyed the Marvel movies way more than I enjoyed the DC movies. Yeah, I agree. And I, when you said, uh, Nolan, I was like, yeah, those were great Batman movies. Even the, even the Michael Keaton ones were good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's it's it's really interesting to see where they've kind of taken things, and I'm kind of hoping that they get back to the the grittiness and the the darkness that you know DC comics kind of started with. Yeah. So when you meet people and they want to tell they tell you that they want to be they want to go into the acting world, what's some advice that you give to them? Well, I'm, I'm about to go. Uh, I'm about to go give a whole bunch of advice at these workshops. Um, so what? Yeah, one of the I guess one of the points that I try to tell people is just. Uh, really know what you're getting into as far as um, uh, business is concerned, which kind of puts a damper on everything. Cause it's just like, Oh no, man, we want to talk about the creative art. And it's like, that's great. But the, the, you know, the, the realistic, it, it is a business at the end of the day. And if you're trying to make a living out of it, then you really have to be aware of your finances, aware of uh, like what you can do to further yourself as far as like your the business of use concerned. How do you prepare for these uh, speeches that you give out? Do you, do you like try to model after yourself or do you do some research also? Uh, it's a lot of research as far as like what, you know, um, I guess like a lot of students will, will ask questions regarding like parents and stuff. So you really don't know what they're going to ask until you are there in person. So the research that I do is, whenever I, you know, encounter someone that wants to be, you know, an actor or something like that, I try to like ask them, Hey, like, you know, what do you want to know to prepare for the speeches? So then that way I can kind of get a gauge on like what maybe other people might ask. Or sometimes I just like talk to other friends who are in the industry and I say, what's something you wish you would have known before you moved out to LA or before you started. Yeah. And that's really a good gauge too. Cause you can kind of think back and be like, Oh, I remember being 17 and wishing I knew this. Um, so what's, uh, what's something you, you've done a few interviews, stuff like that. What's something that you want the listeners to know about you? Uh, just, you know, that I, uh, started out actually wanting to do something completely different in uh, computer engineering and, uh, and it's, 
it's okay to, to change paths. I think that was one of the things that I struggled with um, the most was in my failure for, you know, changing my major and because um, I originally changed from computer engineering to like, you know, like more of a graphic arts like major and then to completely drop everything and say, I'm going to pursue this passion. Like it's, it's just to, you know, really know that I've, I've been through a lot of, um, I guess, decisive moments where I took a big risk and it's okay. You know, you, you learn from it and I'm still alive. I think, uh, I mean, like what do they say? You only live once. So you got to take some chance. Some of the chances you have to take, I think in life, yeah, 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 you definitely have to take those shit. Because otherwise, you know, I, I always think back on it. And I'm like, am I going to regret this? Am I going to be, you know, uh, 60 years old or 80 years old and then be like, I wish I would have blank. Yeah. And people say that they, you know, they regret more things that they don't do than they regret things that they have done or whatever. And I really do believe that. So that's kind of how I live my life. Like, am I going to regret not doing this? Yeah, I agree. So I. Uh... I read online you have a podcast. You want to talk a little bit about that? <laughs> Tell the listeners uh, what's it about and how can they find it? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a podcast called Eric Lopez Explains. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's me talking about my experiences in the industry and kind of explaining different, um, I guess, sectors of, you know, whether it be business, whether it be the creative pursuit, whether it be, you know, my personal journey and, um yeah, just just different parts of the the creative um, side of the business. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, it's on iTunes and Google Play and all the all the places you can find podcasts. Do you just sit there and record that at home, or is it like uh, like on your phone? You record it while you're doing different things throughout the day. Uh, no, I definitely have a setup. Uh, I'm a tech nerd, so I have to geek out a little bit with the uh, <laughs> the equipment. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, yeah, I definitely do it at home. And um, yeah, it's it's funny because I actually had another podcast that I started that was with other people, like other guests. And then it got to the point where uh, <laughs> just like anything else, it's like you know, I think you you start moving to a new season of life, and then you're like, you know what, I really want to start giving back in, in a different way. So I was like, I have to start a new podcast where I'm actually like giving people like life lessons and stuff that I've learned in the industry. Yeah, that's good. Um, do you have any upcoming projects that you want to tell the fans about? Uh, yeah, just I mean, uh, pretty much keep keep looking out for a crazy ex girlfriend, um, doing that, and and just hammering out some details for some new projects in the coming year. So yeah, just keep a lookout. All right, and how can the listeners find you uh, on social media? Uh, well, on Instagram, I am at Mr. Eric E R I C K Lopez. So at Mr. Eric Lopez, and uh, Twitter is Eric V Lopez. Um, right. so my, yeah, there you go. All right, I want to thank you for coming on. This was fun. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles. Follow them on Twitter at the MCC Podcast. We'll catch you next time.